welcome to FreedomCast, a podcast dedicated to interviewing star icons and entrepreneurs who have encouraged others to become more healthy and active. My name is Ashton, and it's my pleasure to host you as we take another trip through the fitness industry. It's entertaining and informative, and I hope it makes fitness more exciting and special to you in your own fitness journey. FreedomCast is supported by Freedom Fitness Equipment in Charlotte, North Carolina. Freedom Fitness Equipment serves the health and fitness community nationwide, from free weights and strength equipment for home gyms and studios, to cardio and conditioning equipment for commercial spaces. Check them out at freedomfitnessequipment.com. Let's get rolling with today's show. So we're here with uh, Kyle uh, from Kaizen DIY Gym, and uh, welcome Kyle to the Freedom Cast Podcast. Uh, Kaizen caught my eye because he's been tagged multiple times through different home gym sites, uh, Garage Room Reviews, Garage Room Lab. Um, I don't know if Basement Brandon's mentioned you, like you DIY and he DIYs a ton of stuff onto squat racks and different things for the home gym. I think it's a super cool concept. Uh, just recently, the thing that caught my eye was uh, the Mastonomic Strength Spotter, <laughs> oh, yeah. which yeah. was absolutely perfect. Um, Mastonomics came out with a, a drink spotter and Kyle made a, uh, a homemade version of that, which was, which was awesome. So welcome to the podcast and uh, yeah. thanks for coming on. Yeah. Awesome. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, honestly, it's all about just like having fun, making stuff. I, I have like, you know, a small amount of woodworking knowledge and skills, and I just try to apply that as broadly as possible. So there nice, am. nice. Um, how did you get into, uh, how did you first, how did you get into home, home gym life to begin with? Sure. Yeah. So I'd say it started about three years ago. Um, my family and I were moving. I knew I was going to be getting a house with a basement. And I really just had the had the mindset, like I had started working out maybe like two or three months before the move. And so buying this new house, it was like, that's one thing that I definitely want to have in it is a home gym, a dedicated space. So I was already combing like crank Craigslist and Facebook marketplace before we even found our house, before we even bought our house, I was just putting stuff into storage. Um, and then we ended up with this house that had an unfinished basement. And uh, it's pretty much like nobody hangs out in an unfinished basement. So I was like, I'll take it, man, that, that's all <laughs> mine. And so initially it was like, I just took up a quarter of the basement uh, slowly but surely adding more and more stuff. And then I started building shelving on the walls. So like the stuff we had stored in the basement, I was getting it off the floor and putting it on the walls so I could make room for more equipment. And uh, I mean, that's basically history. It just kind of grew and grew and grew until it is what it is now. It's probably like three quarters of the basement. Wow, that's terrific. And then from the woodworking side, um, you said you have a little bit of experience with that. Uh, did you do any carpentry before this or is it just kind of hacking it together? I wouldn't call it like carpentry. I basically was self-taught from the internet. And uh, in 2015, my family and I moved from California where we were living in an apartment to mm -hmm. Indiana where we could afford to buy a house. And I, for the first time I had a garage and I had space and we had like this big ass house to fill up with furniture and stuff. And we couldn't buy all the furniture we wanted. So I convinced my wife let me get a few tools and I can figure out how to make some stuff. And so I made some tables and some, some bookshelves and stuff like that. Um, and through that process started uh, an Etsy shop and 
started making and selling like smaller things, nothing, nothing like tables or anything, but I started selling small things that I could ship. Um, through doing that, I started getting, getting into selling on Amazon and uh, really through the years of like 2016, 17, 18, I started shipping a lot of stuff and was doing, you know, a decent amount of sales through Amazon and Etsy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, COVID hit with the, the whole like world shut down. The stuff that I was making uh, was, uh, I mean, it wouldn't seem like my jam, but I was making jewelry displays and I was just, I was killing it on Amazon. It really was. Um, but you know, retail shops and the people who were my customers just sort of stopped doing what they were doing when the world shut down. So yep. um, I didn't really have a business to do at the time. So I actually got into flipping equipment. Um, oh, nice. I was, I was already buying and selling my own equipment to upgrade my gym and sort of, mm-hmm. sort of realized there's this loophole where you can you know, kind of scrape Facebook marketplace and find stuff for cheap and keep stuff for yourself and sell stuff to sort of cover the cost. So during the year that I stopped woodworking, I really just got super into equipment and buying equipment, selling equipment, building stuff, tearing it down. And that was sort of my foray into building gym equipment out of wood. Um, the first thing that sort of got me into it was I needed a dumbbell rack. And every time I was looking for a dumbbell rack, either it was too small or it was too big or it was too far away or the people weren't available or it just didn't match my setup. So I was like, you know what? I, I know how to build this stuff. Mm-hmm. I built a table. I could build a dumbbell rack. Um, so that's essentially that's where I got started. I posted a picture of the build on Reddit mm-hmm. and like it, it kind of blew up. A lot of people were asking me, how'd you do it? What are the measurements and all this stuff? Wow. And so then it kind of dawned on me next time I build something, I should document the process so I can help other people. Mm-hmm. And then that sort of turned into making another one and making another one. And then I started incorporating videos and, and uh, now I'm not even making stuff for myself necessarily. I'm like mm-hmm. taking requests from people and like, Oh, that sounds cool. Or, you know, I saw, I saw a picture of uh, somebody using a racket attached lateral raise. I'm like, I could build that. Let's go. Let's do it. So that's what I have <laughs> behind me. Right there. Oh, very nice. Is uh, that yeah. the one, uh, does that rotate at multiple angles or is that just up and down side to side? Just up and down. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. That's really cool. So where does the motivation for all of this come from? You just see a design, you think, oh, I can DIY that. You just come up with the, uh, do you have any, do you have anything that you're working off of or is it just completely original? So usually for most of them, I'm working off of stuff I've seen. So like, you know, the, that, the lateral raise is a good example. I saw somebody posted something on Facebook. Uh, Alex Good was using one at the Sorenex facility. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, I can definitely do that. And I, I think people would appreciate it. So like, I just put it on my to-do list, mm-hmm. but I'm also soliciting feedback from people. Like, what do you want me to build? And so um, I, I have like a spreadsheet where I'm, you know, every, every time somebody suggests something, I put it on the spreadsheet. If it's already been suggested, I put another, you know, tally mark on that one. And the ones that are higher on the list are the ones that I'm working on currently. That's, that's how I ended up doing jammer arms. I honestly, I never would have done them for myself. I was never really interested in making some, 
um, but they were very highly requested. So I figured like a lot of people would appreciate it. Let's, let's give it a shot. And my goal is to do something a little bit different than, than what's already out there. So mm -hmm. I saw jammer arms, you know, going up and down and not having any other sort of movement options. Yeah. And was like racking my brain trying to figure out what I could do to improve on that and sort of through going to my same hardware store every time and I just walk up and down the aisles when I have something in my head until I I stumble on something that might work and I you know I'll grab like five or six things and I'll bring them home and I'll try everything out and once in a while an idea works and using casters for the joints on the jammer arms worked great because they're on a swivel they move all over the place yeah. and sort of like it's not something i had ever seen done before so it was really fun and now i love them man that's amazing yeah because normally uh people put on jammer arms they use them once and they go well this is useless i mean it doesn't it has one range of motion you've made something that's uh, i think you have as many different angles as as you would want on that right right yeah, 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 they're on swivel casters, so yeah. they can go any direction, up, down, side to side, like whatever you want. They can move up and down the, the rack. So mm -hmm. in anything you can do with standard jammer arms, you can do with these and then, uh, you know, a hundred more movements. So That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I feel like um, with that one, I was honestly like stuck working. I was like, this whole weekend I was working on this and I kept going to the hardware store and grabbing stuff and bringing it home and it wasn't working. And I was just like banging my head against the wall. Um, and I happened to have a caster that it was like a, a fixed caster and uh, in my garage. So I was like, yeah, I'll go try that. That seems like it would be a good idea. And sitting next to it was a swivel caster. And I was like, yeah, let's do that. And I put one on and I mounted it. And I was like, this is crazy. And I sent the video to a couple people and I was like, am I crazy or is this a really good idea? And, you know, the feedback I got was, that's really cool. You should, you know, flesh out that idea. And so that's sort of like how it came to be. Yeah, that that's amazing. So I, I feel like at this point you should be sponsored for something like some hardware store needs to come along and like right. Home Depot needs to like, have you gotten yeah. any requests from people like, Hey man, Ace Hardware, like we're, we're all about this. <laughs> no, surprisingly, no. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been talking to like equipment manufacturing companies. Yeah. And so I've had have some, I've had some conversations um, that I can't really get into specifics of, but, you know, talking to a few different people about working together, sharing mm -hmm. ideas, but in hardware stores would be, that would be a great idea. It's just, yeah. I don't necessarily have the connections. Um, I have like, I'm on their, their affiliate program. So, you know, if I sell a tool, then I get a kickback, but <laughs> In terms of like, yeah, sponsorships or something, no. But I am currently doing a project with Garage Gym Experiment and yeah. uh, Matt, Matt Pendergraf and I were, were competing to build a unique piece of equipment. We're not going to say what it is just <laughs> yet, but uh, we're each going to build our own take on the same thing and mm -hmm. then reveal it on December 15th. And so that's one where Jake was like, you know, let's try to get some sponsors on this one because this, you know, this is kind of a cool idea. It might be a good opportunity. So yeah. it's yet to be seen. Awesome. I love that. Um, and is Kaizen, so Kaizen DIY, 
I was looking at your your page and it looks like you've also got links to other folks who are doing similar things. So is Kaizen DIY um, a group of people? Is it is this just you or are you just kind of working with some other creators on it? It's just me, okay. uh, but I'm like a dad and a husband and I've got a house and like a, <laughs> you know, a job and animals and stuff. So like I've got priorities that are, you know, I, I just can't make everything that everybody wants. I, I want to, um, but in lieu of that, like I've, I've sought out a lot of great uh, other DIY builders. And so I feel like um, now I'm in addition to like building stuff and making tutorials, I'm also a good resource. I get people hitting me up on Instagram all the time. Like, how do I make this? Or what yeah. do I do to make that? And I can be like, here's the link to this video. And here's this guy. I know he's made this and, you know, ask this guy that question. Cause he's really good at strongman stuff or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like because I can't do it all myself. At least I know there's like a great network of builders and they're like all over the world um, that I can at least send people to, to point them in the right direction until I finally like make everything that everybody wants. Nice. Um, yeah. Do you have, and again, I was, I was only briefly checking out the website, but do you have diagrams and instructions on everything that you've created to date? Or is that just kind of on an as needed basis, people have to hit you up for those? Um, so I basically have done a written tutorial and a video for everything I've done since March of last year or okay. no, March of March of this year. So it's okay. been like eight or nine months that I've been really like doing this seriously. Um, so a lot of those tutorials are on my website. Um, a couple months ago, I linked up with Garage Gym Experiment and basically became the DIY guy for Garage Gym Experiment. So mm -hmm. since that happened, all of the the written instructions are now on garagegymexperiment.com, but um, they are full instructions there. And then also a YouTube video with all the instructions and tools and materials. So they, they sort of go together. Yep. Have you thought about making a book just dedicated to creating your own home gym from scratch? It may be something I'm working on with somebody that I cannot divulge <laughs> uh, a lot of information on, but. <gasps> oh, I love it. That's it's awesome. in the it, it's something to that effect is in the works and basically what I'm working on for the next year is converting my current gym which is half DIY half purchased manufactured equipment mm -hmm. turning the whole thing into a DIY gym so oh, wow yeah my my first big project is replacing this power rack and I've sort of been working on it I've been running into issues there are, are like quite a few really good tutorials already on yep. how to build a power rack. So I don't want to redo those. So I'm trying to do something new and different, but not overcomplicated. Anyway, um, it's, it's taking a lot more time than I would have wanted, but I also don't want to rush it. It's like, for me, this is going to be mine. So I don't want to half-ass it. I don't want to have some rickety rack in my, in my gym. So mm -hmm. like, I'm going to take the time to do it right. And even if that takes me like a year to do it, I'm yeah. like still doing other projects in the meantime. So I'm staying busy. That seems like, and I know there's DIY wood racks all over and I, I'm not super impressed with build quality or sturdiness on any particular one of them. So I'll be curious, have you, because there's also a cost factor associated with it, right? Cause if you start DIYing your own say metal rack with punched out holes, essentially you're paying almost a couple thousand dollars to work with a machinist to make that happen. Right, um, yeah. 
have you found have you found that that's similar with some of the other um stuff that you do that's not it, like have you ever worked with or tried to make something that's not out of wood that's not economical like that and just run into cost problems not really everything okay. so far everything that i've made if there is a manufactured counterpart it's yeah. the price is like five six times more than oh wow what I'm making. okay um so like a few of the things i've made like i made a diy version of the soren x bulldog pad which yep. is like six seven hundred bucks and mine wow. was less than a hundred nice uh, there's a not to pick on Sornex. they're kind of expensive so yeah. they're an easy target but they also make really good equipment that yeah. it's like fun to imitate so um i copied the mule that they have which is like a standing rack attached leg curl okay um so that was sort of how my project started and it ended being able to do leg extensions, leg curls, not just single leg, double leg. I did two designs. Um, so it started off with this little nugget of, you know, borrowing this idea from Soren X mm -hmm. and they charge 600 bucks for theirs to multiple designs. And still, I think it came in under 150 bucks. Wow. Okay. But that's, that's pretty much how it all goes. The power rack is like the most expensive thing I've done, mm -hmm. but I'm making a three by three power rack, not mm -hmm. a two by two. So like you can get the fitness reality, Amazon deal of a power rack for 300 bucks. And it'll be about the same price as the one I'm going to build. However, mine's a three by three. It's going to be backwards compatible with all of the attachments that I've already made because I have a three by three. So like it's going to work with all of those. And so you're basically getting a, a three by three power rack for the cost of, you know, one of those Amazon ones. Nice. So I feel like it's, I feel like it's a fair trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, out of curiosity, what is the rack brand uh, that you're sitting in front of? So this is an ethos power rack, the ethos okay. 1.0. Yep. Um, I know there's not a whole lot of love for ethos and honestly, <laughs> like I wouldn't have sought it out. I got it for free. Like it was part of my, my flipping thing. I sold everything else. I kept the rack. It was better than the rack I had before. Mm -hmm. uh, but I actually love this rack. I, I tell people all the time. I think it's highly underrated. Like it's a, it's a great rack, awesome build quality gets the job done. And I think they they retail for like 800 bucks. So they're significantly less than like, you know, a PR 5,000 or, you know, comparable three by three racks with one inch holes. So I think it's good. I'm going to be a little bit sad, you know, when I'm, when I build my power rack and I get rid of this one. Um, but I mean, it's been a great rack. So whoever gets it is, is getting a, a good rack. Uh, my opinion on ethos is that they're a step above like the fitness gear, or the Marcy kind of grade mm -hmm. equipment. And I, I'm, I, I've had and sold, you know, ethos equipment before. And I think they're, I think they're just fine. They have some build quality issues, but um, overall I have been impressed with their build quality over some of the cheaper brands. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, the, uh, is there anything that, um, you just had to ditch, like was way too complicated to make um, from a DIY? Yeah. So um, the only time that I really had to ditch an idea was I was trying to make dumbbell spotters that could fit on my rack. Yeah. And I, I tried and tried and just couldn't come up with something that didn't look ridiculous and that actually did, did a good job at spotting dumbbells. Um, since doing that, I've seen a lot of really innovative ideas. 
Um, so I know that it is possible, but yeah, I just, I couldn't figure it out. And, you know, I, I don't have like a ton of time to devote to this stuff. It's really like when I have a weekend, I need to like get to business on that weekend. If something's not working, I cannot waste a bunch of time trying to get it to work. I just scrap that, move on to the next project. I, I seriously, like I have probably 30 items on my to-do list and uh, I'm trying to keep up with releasing a tutorial every other week. I try not to go much longer than that. So mm -hmm. yeah, by the time, you know, I, I spend a few hours and something's not working. Um, I usually know at that point, whether it's worth pursuing or just scrapping. Yeah, absolutely. How are you balancing this? Uh, I'm assuming you have a nine to five. What, or what is that right now? Uh, no, I don't have a nine to five. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So I have a little more time than, um, most people who would be trying to, you know, do this as a side hustle. Um, for the last, before COVID, I was, I was running my Etsy and Amazon business working from home. Right. My wife, uh, has a super crazy career and is really, uh, she works a lot. So I've been pretty much like the stay at home dad. And then working on whatever sort of woodworking or, or business I was running on the side, but primary focus is the kids and taking care of the household. Um, when COVID hit, my kids, you know, had to stay home from school. I became the teacher, the homeschooler, um, all of that. And so that's actually still going with my 11 year old. We're still homeschooling. So nice. that's what I spend the majority of my time during the day, during my weekdays. Um, that's about to change. That one's going back to school. And so my free time is going to open up a little bit, but I don't have a job to go back to. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be doing this full time. And, and, you know, I'm like getting close to the point of where I'm, I'm able to, to pay some bills with it. So nice. I feel like, yeah, devoting, devoting more time to it will, will definitely help. Sure. Is the income and revenue coming from affiliate links or from sponsorships or from a mix of like, what, what's the mix there? Just this different streams, any kind of stream I could get right now, but yeah. <laughs> Affiliate links, um, I get paid from, I'm on the, the YouTube partner program, mm -hmm. um, very close to getting uh, the partner program on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, I know, just a little bit of everything. And like, I'm still flipping equipment too. Yep. So um, always got my eyes out, always, always upgrading my gym, always, you know, if there's a deal or if I can, you know, fix something up, refurbish some equipment and make some money, I do that too. Just, you know, a little bit, a little bit of everything to stay afloat and to keep doing what I'm doing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, how did you first start getting noticed by these other gym accounts? Because your name runs a lot within the home gym review space in particular. So uh, while I was flipping equipment, um, I met Jake he, uh, from Garage Gym Experiment. He oh, cool. actually lives like 20 minutes from me. Oh, no way. And uh, um, I probably bought stuff from him like three or four times before we actually were like, hey, what's going on? Check out your gym. Let's have a conversation. Um, like prior to that, it was just like, oh, you know, thanks for the stuff. Have a good day. Uh, but there was... <clears throat> One day I came by after he moved to his new house and he had his garage doors open. And I was just like, man, you mind if I geek out for a little bit? This is a pretty sick gym. And he was like, yeah, come check it out. And uh, I was just like, he let me wander around and poke and prod. And we got to talking and he said he ran garage gym experiment. And at the time, I, like none of those 
Instagram pages were even on my radar. Um, so I looked them up and was just like, yeah, this is really cool. This is amazing. Um, at the time, my Instagram was stagnant because I wasn't, I wasn't woodworking or I wasn't doing anything steady. And it's sort of like talking to him, posting on Reddit, getting the feedback that I should do more tutorials, it all sort of hit me at once. Like, this is what I need to be doing. Obviously, like there's, there's a need for it. There's, there wasn't anybody doing it consistently on Instagram or YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, so in March is when it all kind of dawned on me. And then I just like took off with it. Um, obviously I use hashtags and stuff when I post and I also reach out to garage gym lab, garage gym reviews, um, the various garage gym, uh, Instagram pages in other countries, um, the New Zealand one, UK, I think there's an Ontario one, basically reached out to everybody and was like, check this out. If you want to repost it, that would be really cool. If you don't want to, no worries. I'm a fan of your work. Um, and through like building stuff and and tagging people and reaching out like eventually started to pick up some traction and um that like has been growing a lot faster than i would have expected um in march after my instagram account was stagnant for like a year i had 1500 just over thirteen thousand. so like it's been like a pretty awesome trajectory and like I've, I've sort of figured out my, my purpose, not just, you know, building stuff on my own, but also highlight from other people and treating to a community and helping her a DIY gym community. And, uh, I see that as like the, the bigger picture and ultimately like what has led to a lot of the success. That's terrific. Um, give me one second. My internet connection is starting to fail on me. I just want to make sure it is working. Give me one second. Yeah, no worries. May need to reset this thing. Occasionally it pops out on me. Nope, nope, it's fine. Okay, all right, cool. Just making sure. All right, there we go. Um, Cool. Oh, so you started getting noticed uh, by tagging people and by mentioning people, um, and um, and then started uh, uh, to get sponsorships and affiliate opportunities. Um, and then, where do you? Where, so, where do you see Kaizen DIY Gym going? Uh, I don't know. In the in the future, you're obviously trying to put out material to help people be able to DIY their home gym and and provide a little extra value that way. But um, uh, do you have any any ideas where this is going, kind of long term? Um, I would like to continue to be creative and create content um, that other people can use that's educational, um, that helps people build equipment. Um, I like designing equipment, so I'm just waiting on these companies to come come hit me <laughs> up to uh, be a product designer or whatever. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the idea of possibly maybe doing a book with somebody who's undisclosed is a really cool uh, possibility. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just sort of just want to keep going and see where this takes me. I, yeah. I would love to be able to make a career out of it. Yeah. And uh, like I'm open and willing to, to explore things that come down the pipeline. 
Um, but ultimately like I'm a creative person. I'm not, I'm, I've never been like a nine to fiver. Yeah. Um, so being able to work in my home, work in my garage, be creative, come up with cool ideas and, uh, be able to support my, myself and my family on that would be the ultimate dream. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just on a more personal note, I most in uh, a couple of your stories, you were soliciting some questions about uh, you and about Kaizen DIY. And one of the guys mentioned uh, your tattoos and you have mm -hmm. a crud ton of them. And they asked if you were a tattoo artist. Right. So what's uh, any, any significance to any of the tattoos and, and anything that you've gotten over time? Um, everything has significance. Yep. I just, honestly, I love tattoos awesome. and I don't, I don't love the pain I'm like <laughs> a horse. when I'm in the, when I'm in the chair getting tattooed, like I, it's just horrible. I hate it. Um, but I love tattoos and I love the, the art piece of it. Um, you know, I have all these individual pieces of art on my body that are from mm -hmm. different artists from all over the world, which is really cool. Wow. Um, I was on an episode of LA Inc. when I lived in California. No and so I got a, a cheese tattoo from, from that show. Nice. So that's, that's got significance because it was like, I was on a TV show and I got a silly cheese tattoo. Um, I recently got my belly tattooed. Okay. Um, and that was, that was a big one because, um, actually going back to the reason why I got the cheese tattoo is because in 2006, I was hit by a car and got pretty injured, lost a bunch of intestines, had some, uh, some like 49 staples, I think it was from my basically sternum down to, uh, down pretty low. So, what? uh, yeah, I had this crazy scar and, um, I got my stomach tattooed, got the whole scar covered up. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big one because, you know, scars are cool, but I was kind of tired of looking at that scar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm getting my hand tattooed tomorrow, which is kind of a, a big deal. Right now I can still wear like a, uh, you know, a suit and you, you don't know that I'm tattooed, but uh, <laughs> taking the plunge, man, get my hand done. Hey, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then, um, let's see, uh, how many kids do you have right now? How, how many did you say? I can't remember if you, if you I have mentioned two kids, 11 okay. and 14. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, how was home? I, I have a high schooler. That's wild. Yeah, man. I know. Right. How was homeschooling during the pandemic? Awful. I hate it. Oh, really? I, I love my kids. Yep. Um, homeschooling is just really challenging. Like mm -hmm. I'm not a teacher. I was never trained to be a teacher. Um, so like all of a sudden being responsible for the education of young children, it's, it's tough, man. So we're really looking forward to going back to school in person. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm ready to have free time. I'm ready to like, I don't know. Yeah. It's been a challenge, man. I'm ready for the next phase in life. Yep. I hear you. I hear you. Um, back on the, the DIY gym stuff, uh, something I forgot to ask you about is the durability of the material that you're building with. So sure. when I see anything made of wood, particularly pine, I always think, okay, eventually it's going to wear down, crack, or somehow warp and, and be unusable at some point. Have you found that to be the case or are most of the design, are, are you designing with that in mind? 
I'm definitely designing with safety in mind. The last thing I want to hear is like somebody built this thing and it fell on them and hurt them really bad or killed them or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I I absolutely want to avoid that at all costs. So I definitely focus on safety. Um, I put a safety disclaimer in every video just to be on the safe side. But I mean, the the build process, always, I I tend to like go overboard when it comes to like reinforcing joints and everything, just because it's better to be safe than sorry. Mm -hmm. I also try to make sure that people are aware of the weight capacities and, you know, the limitations of these pieces of equipment. Um, So, so far, no issues whatsoever. Um, And then I'm, I'm also very open about like, I made a leg press. My leg press is a the the weight sleeves i used screws instead of bolts and i did a follow-up video where i recommended using bolts because um you know screws under that much weight they're not going to hold that great um i haven't replaced mine and i can kind of like when the weight's on you can see the the weight sleeves pulling away from the wood so i mean it's definitely um something that's on the forefront of my mind but I get a lot of people who are skeptical on the internet, like, oh, I never trust wood for weight equipment. And like, you know, what that boils down to is I think people forget that humans have been using wood for weight bearing structures for all of human history. So mm-hmm. like, it's definitely capable when the engineering is done properly. Right. And it's up to me to try to make sure that this stuff is properly engineered. So yeah. Um, I, I take it very seriously and I, I do my best. I'm not an engineer though. Disclaimer, I'm, an, I'm not an engineer, but I feel like I know enough about how to put stuff together that, that I can, I can do, I can do it fairly safely. Sure. Sure. Well, and, and are you working with primarily one type? Like I see the, the piece behind you, it looks like it's made out of pine. I mean, have you worked with other wood types like oak, walnut, anything else, ash, whatever, um, and have you found differences in, you know, working with those? Yeah. Hold on real quick. Sure. So a drink spotter, hey, hey. as you mentioned, uh-huh. this is actually the first time that I branched out from using pine. Um, this is walnut and oak plugs and an oak dowel. That's gorgeous. Um, but uh, thank you. Yeah. I was very proud of this one. Um, but most for the most part, I use pine just because I want this stuff to be accessible to everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I don't want to, you know, give a list of exotic woods and like, you know, you can only build this if you spend, you know, the money on the maple or whatever. Uh, oh, did I, what did I say? Did I say this is walnut? Damn it. Let me redo that. Don't use that. <laughs> this is made from maple. Okay. And these are oak, oak dowels. Nice. Okay. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like, I want it to be accessible to people. I want to say you can build this from, you know, the cheapest lumber at your hardware store. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you put these things on here, secure it here, put these manning plates on, it'll be just as safe as this steel piece of equipment. Um, because I want, I, I don't want to shut this off to anybody. I don't want to, I don't want to get too fancy with the woodworking. So people are like, ah, that's too hard. I'll never be able to do it. Like, I, I just want it to be accessible to as many people as possible. Yep. No, that's totally fair. Well, on those, those exotic woods, even though they are harder and maybe more dense, I mean, the price points now, particularly with supply chain shortages, holy mm-hmm. freaking cow. I'm actually surprised that you haven't exceeded the price of some of these 
you know, being made on the line because of how, well, at least at one point, wood prices were like five times what they used to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Got expensive building this stuff. And normally my build process means that I'm, uh, I'm building a prototype first before yeah. I start shooting any footage. Like I've got to figure out how to make this and I've got to, I've got to work out any design issues before I start shooting. So I'll build a prototype, sometimes two prototypes before I ever bust out my camera and start, you know, documenting the process. So with some of these, like making a dumbbell rack or making the power rack, I've already I've made like one and a half uh, prototypes of the power rack already. So like, yeah, it gets, gets kind of expensive. Luckily for me, I'm in Indiana. So the wood prices have gone down pretty much back to normal to where they oh, were. Cool. So like I'm paying three bucks for a two by four. So it's really not that bad. I think four by fours are like 12 or 13 bucks. So it's definitely right a lot time. better than it was six months ago. Yeah, no kidding. Um, have you found when you're filming those tutorials that you're making, <laughs> like how many times are you making mistakes having to refilm that thing going back? so many times <laughs> so much i make so many mistakes <laughs> luckily i'm really good at editing so when you watch the video it looks like oh man he's so good he did everything first try no man i get so frustrated and i just want to like destroy everything because you know i'll start doing something and you know this will be wrong or like I said, I'm always in a hurry. I'm always trying to like get as much done as possible in the yeah. short amount of time that I have. Um, so that lends itself to a lot of mistakes. Sometimes I include the mistakes in the video. If it's like something that somebody else can learn from, right. then I'll be like, yo, I did this and it sucked. Don't do this. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, I think like the last maybe like three or four videos I've done have had at least one pretty big mistake. There was wall storage that mm -hmm. I built, put it on my wall in my garage and put all the weights on, like just demonstrating, oh, if it's all the weights. And then I, I step back and it just comes crashing down because oh. I, I didn't have it secured into studs. Like I thought I did, Oh no! but I was like, I can cut that out. People will never even know about that. But I was like, you know, it's a good lesson and I'm not perfect. <laughs> like it's a, it's a novice move, but like maybe somebody watching me do it will prevent them from doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. So I don't know, I try to leave it in there, but if I left every mistake in there, it'd be like two hours for every tutorial, it'd take forever. Oh my gosh, you should make a blooper reel one day of uh, yeah. all the stuff that you've made a mistake. For sure, yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. Um, how many, uh, yeah, on that same topic, like how many, are you putting a lot of this stuff on the wall or is it mostly like attachments and like, what, what have you made more of like attachments for racks, standalone pieces, stuff you screw into the wall? So, um, I have a list of stuff that I want to do for my own gym that yeah. I'm slowly chipping away at. Um, so I've made a lot of storage because I need a lot of storage in my gym and it, they're like easier videos to knock out. Um, so I've done wall storage, floor storage, dumbbell storage, barbell storage, specialty bar storage, um, toaster rack, bumper storage, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit of everything. Um, I don't remember what your question was. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just asking how many of you, uh, what are you, what are you making more of these days? Like more oh. power racks and attachments, standalone pieces, wall mounted things. 
Oh, I'd say it's pretty evenly balanced. Okay. Um, I try to, yeah, I'm just, I'm just working down my, my major list. Mm -hmm. And, um, if I'm working on a project such as the power rack, and it seems like it's going to take longer than two weeks or three weeks that I want, you know, cause I don't want to spread out my posts too often. Then I'll throw in, uh, you know, a storage, something that I can shoot and edit and get out quickly because this other project's taking a long time. So I right. sort of like reserve the easier projects for that scenario. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's, that's a nice strategy. Um, the, during the pandemic, did you notice any trends in the DIY space? Like people were really focusing on certain pieces, wanted you to make um, DIYs for certain things, or was it just kind of seriously build me the entire home gym? I don't care what it is everything i've really? gotten so many so many um requests and recommendations and like some of them i just laugh when i see them because it's like <laughs> what you want me to build a functional trainer how the hell am i oh supposed my to gosh <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i've heard it all man smith machines and it's like i've seen them done i haven't seen a functional trainer um but i've seen you know complicated stuff done so i know that it's not impossible but it's like man the engineering time that I would have to take to figure that out. Like, I, I don't think I'll be doing that anytime soon. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I try to knock out smaller, easier projects. I also try to do stuff that hasn't already been done a thousand times. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking for things that are newer products um, where there aren't tutorials yet, or there might be a couple, but they're not that great or whatever. Like I'll, mm -hmm. I'll come in and do a different spin on it and try to provide, you know, some new content rather than, I know there's like a hundred bumper plate storage videos, a hundred power racks, a hundred, you know, those things. But I, I try to work in some newer ideas in there as well. Sure. Absolutely. Been able to do any, um, like branded, I, you meant, I think you mentioned that you have, but what branded collaborations have you been able to do with other accounts? Um, are you, you mean like, uh, like the thing I'm doing with Matt Pendergraph? Like um, a little bit. Um, I was, I was thinking about more like, um, so I, I've, you know, I've interviewed plate snacks before he's done a oh, collab yeah. with ab Matt where he's put his logo on there. I didn't know if you're doing anything similar with any other companies, like kind of like that. I am, but I can't disclose. Okay, gotcha. Got All right, I want to. This next year is going to be really awesome. Okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff that I've been working on, I'm, I'm not at liberty to talk about. Um, but some really cool collaborations, some really good conversations going on behind the scenes. Um, so not only like, I don't want to jinx anything, yeah. I don't want to put anybody on blast, I don't want to like draw attention to anybody or anything just yet. Um, but you know, keep an eye out over this next year. Things are going to be pretty awesome. Awesome. Uh, from a home gym perspective, if somebody's and 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 a beginner perspective, particularly if somebody's just starting out with resistance training and they want to start building that home gym, what is your recommendation for for them? Do you recommend doing going the DIY route right out of the gate and building your own rack and and storage and all this stuff, or uh, do you recommend something else or a blend of like DIY and, and flipping? I don't know. So I, I honestly personally took an approach where it's a little bit of everything. And okay. so I think that that's, it's perfectly fine to 
you know, I have some newer bars that I bought that were brand new. I have equipment that I've acquired through flipping. I've had stuff that I've built. It's sort of like everybody has different needs. And mm -hmm. so everybody's situation is going to be different. Mm -hmm. DIY is great because it can be like your step into you know, to figure out whether or not you want to invest the money into that power rack. Like somebody who's never had a home gym before might want to test the waters out a little bit before they go drop a thousand bucks on a power rack. Right. So like um, if they have the skills and the tools and the ability to build something, and if something that they, they truly want to stick with, then boom, yeah, go buy one. Um, I actually did a, an Instagram post yesterday uh, somebody did a DIY earthquake bar made oh. it out of PVC and I had never seen that before. And so I, I took that picture and I posted it on my Instagram. I was like, what do you think about it? And, you know, people were like, I love it. I hate it. I would never trust it. You know, five other people are like, yeah, I have one. I love it. It's super great. And <laughs> you know, it holds up great. Um, but one person who, uh, really stuck out to me said, yeah, I, I made one for like 23 bucks and I loved it so much that I ended up buying an actual earthquake bar and I use it all the time. Yeah. And so that's where I feel like DIY comes in any unique way that, you know, I've never found a, a used earthquake bar on your know, marketplace. Mm. They're, they're rare to find, but after seeing that and having that conver those conversations with people, like I'm going to go to my hardware store and build one of these because I want to try it out. And maybe after spending six months using that, I will want to invest in, and get a, an actual earthquake bar. Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you found, or do you know if anybody has found an effective way to DIY a bar out of like, I don't know, whatever, like an actual barbell that'll stand up to Olympic plates. So, um, I've had people request that of me. Uh, yeah. I remember in a story, somebody said that and I responded in the story, like, yeah, that's cool. But like, until, until I learn how to weld, I'm not even going to mess around with that. And then, yeah. you know, that, that gets people to respond and, you know, send me pictures of their bars that they've made. Um, no, uh, I don't want to disrespect those people and those builds, but yeah. it's not something that I would want to mess around with just yet. Like yeah. it doesn't cost much to get a reliable bar, um, for right. lifting. So like, I don't think that that's worth DIYing unless mm -hmm. you work with steel, you know, how to weld and you can make something that's truly strong, but like, you know, making a bar out of wood. I don't know if I'd really want to do that. Unless it's like a log bar or some sort of specialty bar, yeah. specialty bar that like lends itself to being made out of wood. Mm -hmm. um, but like an Olympic bar, I would just, you know, if I was like strapped for cash, I would scrape marketplace or, you know, buy a cheap one from Titan. Sure. Sure. Have you, have you made any of those massive, like full-size logs that with the handles yet for your page? I, I haven't no. So I follow uh, the Kurt Locker. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but I've heard him before. Um, I've been following his process. He's been he's been making one. He actually just finished it, um, okay. and it is beautiful. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Ton of work. A ton of yeah. hours. I don't have time for that. Yeah, it's it's on my build list. So it'll probably happen sometime over the next like year, year and a half. But. Okay man, it's a lot of work and you got to yeah. like have a chainsaw and like, or an ax, like some real manly stuff you got to do. And I'm used to just like using my tools in my garage and, you know, having my own little 
space in there, but yeah, I'm going to have to branch out for that one. So no, I haven't personally, but I've seen quite a few that are just like amazing and beautiful and makes me want to do one at some point. Sure. Well, those things are gigantic. It's like taking an entire tree trunk and just attaching handles to it, which is no small feat in and of itself. And then you got to hollow out the entire thing. So um, people probably just don't understand the complexity of it. Um, That's pretty incredible. Um, What is uh, actually on on that same topic? What is the biggest thing that you built to date? Um, So not counting the power rack that I'm currently working on, uh, probably the leg press that's hanging on my wall. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably it. Everything okay. else is, uh, is a little bit small, smaller, more handheld. Um, another thing I try to do is make items that are compact because yeah. a lot of home gyms are cramped for space. Yep. So I, I honestly haven't made a lot of big stuff. It's more smaller stuff that you can stow away. It'll, you know, you can attach it to your rack and use it and then hang it on the wall when you're done. Mm-hmm. So not a whole lot of big stuff, but I, I do have big stuff planned over the next year. Okay. Gotcha. The, uh, the leg press, I saw that you were, it also has a few other uses, um, to it. I don't know if it was your story from today or from the past, but, um, you can use it as like a, a row and a couple mm-hmm. other, like, what are, what are the other functions that you had to it? Yeah. So when I was, when I first released that video, everybody and their mom wanted to know what the resistance curve was because, you know, different than a traditional leg press. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, prior to that point, I, it wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even think about a resistance curve, didn't know what it was, didn't know how to measure it. Um, So through the process of like conversation, having conversations with the community, I learned what the resistance curve is, why is it important, how to, how to measure it. And so I got a spring scale from Amazon and connected it to an eye bolt in the back. And I was mm-hmm. pulling it uh, back to see, you know, what the weight was at, at different angles. And when I was doing that, my shoulder was getting sore. I was like, damn, dude, like this is, uh, <laughs> this is wearing me out. And then I was like, oh shit, like that's a good that would be a good alternative. Like if somebody doesn't have cables, mm-hmm. um, they don't have a cable system, they don't have room for one, like, and they've already built this, this is a nice little add-on feature that, you know, Titan makes the same thing and they don't advertise. I don't even think they have realized that it's an additional function. Um, so you just put an eye bolt on there and you can use whatever cable attachments you have to do pull exercises. Um, it is swinging back and forth. So like, you know, step back far enough that you don't knock yourself in the knees, but like throw some weights on there. It actually feels pretty good. And especially like, if you don't have another way to do those exercises, Mm -hmm. it's pretty great. Yeah. Anything that you can make more use of uh, the piece, like I, just like you said, like, like curl leg extension is another good example of that. I saw you had uh, a version of that, um, that you assembled, but like, yeah, I wish they, I wish equipment manufacturers going in would make better use of the equipment that they're producing. And, and as far as functionality, because I don't think enough pieces do enough things. And yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for specialization. Like, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but having one piece that does something really, really well, I get it. Um, but I found like the, for example, like the Titan leg, leg extension, leg curls, one of the smoothest leg extension leg curls I've used in forever and it does a great job and it does two things you know yeah 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 um I I think that 
like the home gym market, home gym life or community is sort of in its infancy. Like it was a thing in the eighties and nineties, but not like it is now. Yeah. And it's really like, um, a lot of people feel like it's, it's sort of like hit the plateau and, you know, popularity is going to decrease, but I think that we're still in the infancy of yeah. home gym life and it's going to continue to be popular. Um, companies are going to continue to innovate mm -hmm. these companies prior to the home gym explosion, we're basically making commercial equipment that yes. you put in your house. Yes. They weren't making home gym equipment. And so I think it's been a learning curve for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, from what I've been told, the larger companies have a really long, it's a really long cycle between having an idea to bringing the product to market. Um, whereas I'll have an idea, I'll try out some stuff over the weekend and by Monday, I've got a new thing. Um, it takes them a year, a year and a half to like prototype, figure it out, get the manufacturers to build their version of, or, you know, the, the Chinese manufacturers, ship that back over, test that out, give the feedback, make the changes, you know, sign up for mass production, get them produced, ship them over. Like it is a long process. We're steering there. They're steering like really huge ships. And, you know, it's, we're, we're very early in early stages of the, uh, stages of this. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of innovation to come. Yep. Um, but it's going to take a while. Some of the, like the US based manufacturers are a little more agile because they don't have that delay of right. going overseas. Um, so some of them that I've been talking to are, are a little quicker to respond, but in general, I feel like we're all just sort of learning together and evolving together. And I've come across a lot of amazing ideas that I've seen other DIY people doing and, you know, sort of put a spotlight on, this is a really incredible idea. And I know that there are manufacturers that follow my Instagram that are like paying attention and, you know, they may not reach out to me or contact me, but it's, it's, I know it's going to be influencing at least some of their decision-making going forward and hopefully making more intuitive pieces that have multiple functions. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, and that are that are actually good to use too. Um, I, actually, just on that note, Hammer Strength, I think for the first time ever came out with a home gym line. They had never not. Uh, mm -hmm. They're just for those of people on the podcast who don't know, they're a subsidiary now of Life Fitness, and uh, Life Fitness had never ever done anything except for commercial equipment. And for the first time ever, they had uh, come out and put out uh, home gym pieces. And I was like. This is the start of something amazing, um, yeah. and we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, I was back in the day um, when I was starting to try to cr create some sort of business for myself. I was doing uh, it's gonna sound super nerdy, Dungeons and Dragons dice sets, and to create a get dice and source them, or to create like a dice box and source that six months, and I still went, I still went absolutely nowhere, and that was something that was about this big. Yeah. So I can't imagine creating, you know, a leg press, a functional trainer, like good gosh. I mean, a year lead time almost to me seems short, <laughs> right. you know, for yeah. some of those guys. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, where can people find you if they want to uh, see more tutorials, if they start, want to start DIYing some things that they just don't want to buy right now or did it just want to test out? Sure. Yeah. So, um, the, the main, that the place I spend the most time on is Instagram. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly posting 
my stuff when it's available and when I don't have new content available, I'm reposting and sharing other great ideas that are useful and helpful. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a great place to start because there's just a, a wealth of information that's available and you can scroll through my last nine months worth of posts to get a lot of inspiration, a lot of build ideas. Um, and then on top of that, I'm releasing tutorials on the, pro, uh, the <clears throat> I'm releasing tutorials on the equipment that I'm building mm -hmm. once every one to two to three weeks on YouTube. Um, so that's, that's a place to go to find my builds in particular. And then those tutorials are also being posted on the garage gym experiment page. Yep. Um, GarageGymExperiment.com. So the written tutorials can be found there as well. And then I'm on TikTok for all the, the young kids out there that don't do the Instagram. Uh, slowly, slowly making my way. Um, TikTok's a really funny place, man. Like it's, yeah. I'm, I'm learning from my kids. My 11 year old is crushing it on TikTok and has like 20,000 followers. And Dang. so I'm trying to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm learning, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm starting to make like more TikTok specific content mm -hmm. rather than just like posting stuff from other platforms. And that seems to be doing better. So nice. anyway, nice. that's a good place to uh, find me if you're younger and not on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, last bonus question for you. Where did Kaizen DIY gem come from the Kaizen specifically? Right. So, my woodworking business before it morphed into this was Kaizen Woodworks. Okay. Um, but the word Kaizen has significant meaning to me. My family is Japanese. Oh. Um, and Kaizen is the Japanese concept of continuous improvement. Yep. Um, I'm also just like super positive and optimistic and hardworking. And I'm always trying to press on and move on and do things better and do things more efficiently. So I 100% um, love the concept of Kaizen plus having my, my family being Japanese and my, uh, my father-in-law was born in Japan. Um, so it's got sort of, uh, dual meaning for me. And so when I was like trying to figure out a name for my woodworking business, it was like that name kept popping up and uh, it was like, yeah, this is, this is it. Like, this is the name. And so, so I was Kaizen Woodworks for, uh, I want to say like three or four years and then pandemic and pretty much shut down my account, stopped being creative and stopped woodworking and then started building gym equipment. And when I did that, I transitioned the name to Kaizen DIY gym. Fantastic. I love it. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on and sharing that with us. Uh, check out Kaizen DIY um, on all the social platforms um, and be on the lookout for that book that he's coming out with and the Garage Gym Experiment uh, content. Maybe, about, maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> could be, could not. Um, uh, but you're, you're doing some awesome stuff. So uh, definitely follow him. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, obviously you can reach out and DM them uh, just with any any content or uh, DIY stuff. So thank you so much for coming on, Kyle. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was thank you for listening. Please give Freedom Cast a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. It would mean a lot, a lot, a lot to our business. Plus, it's fun to read y'all's reviews. See you next time.